I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life. Jam, happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. By the time people are hearing this, we are on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, that's right. It's Thanksgiving Day. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Happy United States Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving for everyone everywhere, but it is for us here in the States. Yes. Yes. Isn't that kind of weird? It's like one of those things that is so easy to forget us being in the U.S. and just not realizing that, oh yeah, everywhere else has their own thing. They don't have to do what we do. They can, <laughs> yeah, got other cool places, stuff. other places go straight into Christmas right after Halloween. And that's what I'm doing this year too. So <laughs> yeah. I don't care about Thanksgiving. It's a COVID Thanksgiving. Nothing's exciting this year. <laughs> Oh, man. But we do have one exciting thing. Very much so. We've got our friends and family here with us. Jam's other, original, the first podcast co-host, Jason. Yes, Jason Kress is here. And there's a few reasons why. But I guess we'll let Jason introduce himself first. And then mostly you'll tell us what we're learning today. Hi, I'm Jason. Hello, friends. Um, Yay, honor, welcome, honor to, Jason. Thanks, honored to be here. Uh, honored to be first in your heart, Jim. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so um, I yeah started a podcast with Jam called Podcast for Your Life. Started back in 2017. It was a blast, and we're kind of on an indefinite hiatus uh, just due to like family stuff and the season of life that we're both in. But uh, it's definitely was a blast, and I'm yeah looking forward to reuniting with him and also with Melissa because we did a crossover episode on That's Podcast right. Real Life with Melissa. So you might have heard my voice before if you. That's right. Listen to that. Yeah, yeah we put that out on our feed also, and so you guys might have accidentally played that and then realized it was, wasn't chemistry. And if you kept listening, <laughs> then you definitely heard all three of us talking about books. And so this is the other half of that crossover that didn't happen until now. And Jason actually has another podcast also. Do you want to tell us like a quick little thing about that, Jason? Yes, I produce and host another podcast called As a Meter of Fact with CoServe. CoServe is a, an electric and gas distribution company in North Texas, so if you live in the area, you may have heard of them. You might even have them for your energy provider. Um, but yeah, we talk about some fun stuff, uh, a little bit of science, a little bit of local stories, a little bit of other fun antics, and uh, we try to keep it light. So it's really easy to kind of dig into electricity and gas and all the science behind it. But we're like, we got to make sure we got to make sure that we're making this um, easy to understand for like your average person versus the um, the technical folks. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, and that's like very much in the vein of what we try to accomplish here. So that's that's cool. It's cool to have you on for multiple reasons. Thanks. Glad to be here. Well, Jason, we're so excited to have you here. And I love the sound of that other podcast and so all the information about electricity. Electricity is wild to me. So I think that that would be a really fun one to listen to. And just to warn you listeners, for our special occasion with our special guests, there's a little bit more talking. So this might be a longer episode than normal, but we thought it might be okay because it's Thanksgiving and maybe you want to go on a walk to get rid of all the delicious food you ate, a safe <laughs> social distance walk outside, or maybe you're driving to see someone to a very small social distance safe gathering. So if that's the case, we've given you a little bit more to listen to than normal today. We thought it would be fun for a special occasion to do that. So, yep. Or if you're not going anywhere for Thanksgiving and then you're like, 
want to hang out with us, then here we are. You're hanging out with us for longer than, than normal. <laughs> yeah. It's like you've got some friends hanging out with you. I'm not doing much for Thanksgiving at all this year. I think I'm just babysitting my nephews. So I'm definitely with you guys who aren't doing anything. So what we're going to talk about, it's sort of on the theme of Thanksgiving, sort of not. It's food. <laughs> it's the chemistry of eggs. Mm, chemistry of eggs. One of the wonders of the world. Specifically, what happens when you cook eggs? Why does it go from slimy, clear, whatever, to white, solid something? Gosh, great question. Man, I, what a mystery. I, this, this question got asked to you a while ago, and I really wanted Jason to be part of this episode because we did an episode about eggs for Podcast for Your Life, where we wonder about things, but don't have any answers. And then we also did an episode about breakfast, I think. And mm -hmm. uh, a lot of egg talk happened. And another reason why, so that made me feel like, okay, Jason's got to be part of this. Most of my recorded egg conversations, egg-related conversations include Jason. He is a really experienced breakfast chef, if that's a <laughs> phrase. Thank you. And he has single-handedly made me the best omelet I have ever had in my entire Whoa. life. That's high praise. Yeah. And I don't even really that love eggs. Praise. So he kind of converted me and made me fall in love with this food all at once and then set the bar really high. And so I don't really want to get omelets places if I can't have any like expectation that it might be kind of as good as Jason's omelet. You can pay oh, me Jason. $10 for an omelet. That's fine. Like, I'll make you it anytime. <laughs> I, hey, I really should. I mean, like, it's been probably a year and a half, or if not more, since you made that for me. And so, actually, probably two and a half years almost. It's probably been point. two and a half years since I've had it. So, <laughs> that was probably the last time. Now, so, Jason, do you have a secret? Or is it just intuition and scale just comes natural? I'm just really good at following recipes. I think that's what it comes down to. That's my, <laughs> that's my secret. Cause it was, it wasn't my original recipe. Um, it was a recipe from some fitness, uh, diet and it's just an omelet with, um, like Parmesan cheese, tomatoes and basil, uh, a little Ooh, bit of garlic. Yeah. That yeah. sounds amazing. It's kind of like, um, it's like a margarita omelet almost. So kind of cool. I actually, and what's funny is about omelets, I, I do enjoy them, but I actually prefer my eggs with a runny yolk. Like across yeah. the board. So I'm lo looking forward to learning about why they taste so good and why they're so uh, weird at the same time. <laughs> I've been really into these scramble bowls with some potatoes and cheese and eggs that are just slightly runny lately. So I'm yep. with you, Jason. That's hot pile. I think that's what it's called, right? <laughs> yes. I have no idea. <laughs> that's what we talked about in the, um, I think, eggs or breakfast episode was, oh, hash browns actually. <laughs> We've had a lot of breakfast related episodes for podcasts for your life, but hot pile is one of the phrases wow. I used for that kind of breakfast. I didn't realize how much we talked about breakfast. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, let's talk about the chemistry of eggs and cooking eggs is really chock full of chemistry and I would say biochemistry. Mm. Just to give a little caveat, this is a chemist version, not a biochemist version. So it's coming from that perspective. But before we get into eggs, I want you guys both to think about there's a scene in Lord of the Rings where Sauron is breeding those weird goblin things, yes. the nasty orcs that are worse than the regular ones. Yep. 
And one is like curled up in what looks like a weird egg sack of some kind. Uh And he bursts out. And it's so gross. Yes. Okay. And then he presumably goes and joins the rest of the army. And now he, just like all the other weird orcs that come out of those gross little sacks, Mm -hmm. are part of a new unit that is now an army. Yes. Yes. I like this analogy so much. That is exactly what happens when we hard boil eggs, sort of. (laughs) Whoa. So I want you to have that memory in your mind and now pause and we're going to talk about the chemistry of it. Okay. Okay. You've seen Lord of the Rings, right, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying. I'm wow. Yeah. That's a lot to swallow. (laughs) That's a tough egg to swallow. (laughs) Do you remember that scene? That scene that I'm talking about? Okay. Yes. That scene is deeply disturbing to me. So it came very quickly to my mind. It's ingrained in my brain from a young age for sure. Nice. So eggs have a lot of protein in them. And in their natural state, the egg white, and I think to some extent the yolk, although there's more going on in the yolk, is basically like a solution with just a bunch of proteins being sort of suspended in it. Mm. And what a protein is, if we're breaking all the way down to the basics of a protein, they are a really long chain of atoms, super long chain of atoms, folded and scrunched up into a ball. Okay. Or into a smaller shape. Mm-hmm. So technically, they're a long chain of repeating smaller units, and those smaller units are known as amino acids. Uh, I think I remember like a little bit of that from biology for forever ago. Yes, probably so. And amino acids, that sounds like a big scary word, but it's basically just um, there are, are a few different variations on them but they're a type of molecule with two functional groups next to each other. It's an amine group and an carboxylic acid group. And we've talked about functional groups before. You can go back and listen to them. It doesn't matter a ton. Just know that they have these specific functions and all amino acids have those present and there are other things also on them. Okay. So amino acids bind together So we have small repeating units of amino acids that are bonded together to make one long chain. Does that sound familiar? Like maybe something else we've learned about? Possibly? Yes. Does that sound familiar to you, Jason? Um, no. (laughs) Okay. So it sounds like it's a big thing made up of a lot of small things or... A big molecule made up of small molecules, which would be yep. a polymer. That's right. It's a polymer. Oh, nice. Proteins are polymers. It's one long chain made up of a bunch of small repeating units. Okay, sweet. So it's a polymer. So we've talked about polymers a lot. Jason, I feel like you've maybe been around for some of these. I don't know, 100%. So if you haven't listened to any of our episodes, this is your first time, or if you just want to refresh on polymers, some episodes where we go in depth on what polymers are is the Teflon episode, the cast iron episode. We talk about it a lot in plastics, and we even talk about it in the episode about how diapers absorb liquid. So polymers are everywhere. But in this case, the polymer has a lot of intermolecular forces. And all intermolecular forces are. We've talked about that a lot in the past as well. 
all intermolecular forces are is they're just are the forces that attract molecules towards each other without mm. being a full bond. Does that make sense? You guys tracking with me? Yes. Great. So in this case, these intermolecular forces, I would almost call them intramolecular because they're within the same molecule, mm. will be attracted to each other and it can fold in on itself. Similar to what we talked about, what happens with curly hair. Mm-hmm. So it can fold in on itself and make spirals like... Um, it can make spirals like a spring or that pasta that's all spirally, you know, uh-huh. or it can make what's called pleats where it just goes back and forth, kind of like zigzags. So it can fold in on itself and then it can fold in on itself even further to where it's almost crumpled up like a little ball. And that I know <laughs> it's kind of crazy <laughs> because there's a lot more that goes into it. There's, they call that initial folding in where it makes those spirals a secondary structure. The bonds of the molecules themselves are primary structure. And then you also have tertiary and quaternary of how they fold in on themselves and maybe interact with other polymers. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes on. But if you can have in your mind the simplified version of the long polymer chain, maybe twisted into a spiral and then crumpled down in on itself a little bit more... I think that's going to be a good picture of a protein in your mind. Okay. So I kind of think about if you have a string of spaghetti and you know how cooked spaghetti can kind of stick to each other, can stick Mm -hmm. to itself. So if you have a crumpled up ball of spaghetti all stuck to itself, you have one strand of spaghetti, you twist it and then you crumple it down. That's sort of like your protein. Okay. It sounds a little bit like those um, toys where there's like a dinosaur inside of a pill and it like is all scrunched up, but it like does expand with the water, you know? Yeah. That's good. That's a good analogy in your mind. Yeah. So what happens when heat is applied, actually really similar to those scrunched up dinosaurs, is that there's enough energy when you apply heat, when you're cooking something, energy gets put in. And there's enough energy to break apart the intermolecular forces, but not the actual bonds in the polymer itself. So that crumpled up chain of a polymer starts to stretch itself out into a long, instead of crumpled up, a long free chain, like a full strand of spaghetti. Got it. Got it. That process of breaking a protein open almost, of letting it stretch out into its string form instead of its crumpled form, is known as denaturing a protein. Oh, I've heard that, that word before, but didn't fully know what that meant. That sounds violent. It does. <laughs> I think they use denaturing because it doesn't technically break the bonds that make up the polymer chain. So it's not like it's destroying the molecule completely, but by breaking those intramolecular forces, the form of the protein is totally changed. And so its function is totally changed. So it's no longer able to act on its nature. So I think they call it denature because its abilities have changed. Interesting. 
So that's the part where I imagine the gross orc guy all in his weird egg and he breaks out of it. That's in my mind what happens to the protein. It breaks out of its crumpled up shell and it stretches out. Okay. Got nice. it. Okay. Now that's kind of connecting. So, so eggs are orcs. Eggs are orcs. Yes. So what you have inside your egg whites is a bunch of teeny tiny orcs in their own individual nasty egg yolk sack things that are, <laughs> that's in that. That makes scene. it more appetizing. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so once all these are stretched out, what happens is these stretched out proteins start to interact with each other and they form what's known as an aggregate. And I tried to find the molecular definition or the molecular process that caused it to aggregate. There was not a lot of information on it. My suspicion is that it's just more intermolecular forces. When they're stretched out, then they start to come into contact with other stretched out proteins, and then they have intermolecular forces between the stretched out strands. Mm. And that is what forms the matrix that looks like a solid substance. Instead of everything being crumpled up and it's all its individual selves, all of these proteins have gotten stretched out and they're interacting with each other and they become a solid unit or mass known as aggregation. It's aggregated to make that solid unit. Mm. And that is a part where I imagine all the arcs go and form an army as one unit. The individuals become one. So they start to appear a lot less gooey and a lot more solid. Yep. Just like, yeah, just like orcs. Wow. Just like orcs. I mean, the individual orcs don't change that much, but I imagine a bunch of orcs all by themselves in those little individual eggs is not going to be super useful. But when they become an army, they've changed completely. Mm, yeah. So Does there you go. Only happen when the eggs are heated or cooked, or is this just what happens if you were like just to break an egg? So I actually looked into that some, and I think you can denature proteins also with acids or some other things that will break the intermolecular forces. You basically just need energy or something that will interrupt and denature the protein. I don't know a lot about denaturing proteins though, because that is very much biochemistry and out <laughs> of my sphere. I took a class on biochemistry in college and I learned actually about most of this from my biochemistry textbook, but I've not dug into proteins beyond that ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I didn't think about that. Like if there's a way to do the same thing without using heat and they could like instantly cook eggs, cook eggs. I think you would need some kind of energy or something that would interrupt those intermolecular forces. That was a good question. So that's it. That's what happens when we cook egg whites. The individual proteins stretch out and then they basically come together to make a solid mass instead of wow. being all individual units. You said the yolk is a little bit more complicated, but is there are at least some level of that also happening. And that's why if you obviously just cook an egg for a long time, both the yolk and the egg white will both become like a solid sort of thing. Yes, I believe so. I actually think there's a higher concentration of protein in the egg white or in the egg yolk. I think there's a higher concentration of protein, but I think there's other stuff going on, including some pigments Mm. that make it really yellow. And we talked about that on the fall leaves episode. 
Yeah. Dang, interesting. Dang. Yeah, wow. That's what happens when you cook eggs. You're denaturing proteins like a regular everyday biochemist. So I guess this wouldn't really address how there's so many different ways to cook eggs that kind of give a different consistency to the eggs. Mm-hmm. But other than just the fact that they all use heat and can that energy allows it to denature the proteins. But it doesn't really tell us exactly why. Like there's the consistency of eggs can be just so different from other times, I guess. I think that has to do with the way the heat is able to move through the egg, actually. I mean, this is all off the cuff. I don't have mm-hmm. a degree in heat transfer or eggs, but... <laughs> if you get I, a degree in eggs, I mean, <laughs> that would be way cool. I think if you hard boil eggs, it's a high enough temperature and you do it for long enough that it is able to really expose the whole egg, whereas sometimes you'll do it at a lower temperature and it will slowly, the heat will slowly move from the outside in. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's it's the transfer of heat and how long you go and whether or not it's able to completely move through or not, I would suspect Mm. is the reason the different methods of cooking come out different ways. Yeah. Gosh, interesting. I'm just like, there's a lot of things that are kind of going through my head right now that are fat. It's just fascinating to me because then I'm thinking about like, we obviously put eggs in a lot of recipes and things that you bake and all that stuff where that is happening, but it's all mixed in everywhere. And other reactions are happening, of course, but like the benefit of that change that's happening to the eggs when it's being cooked is then added to every, you know, cake we bake and all these things. And there is some stuff I have not fully looked into this, but I think there is something about the denaturing of proteins and the matrix that forms when you heat and whip egg whites and that's what allows it to hold on to the air but mm-hmm. i i only looked into classic cooking of an egg not any of the other <laughs> ways right. of messing with an egg <laughs> yeah i briefly saw that and thought no 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 i'm saving that for another episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah cuz there's so much there's so much that eggs do like we have um like a great british bake off cookbook and oh, yes. there's just like there's always like a different way to beat the eggs for a specific recipe. It's like, why why can't I just do the same? Just mix it all together. (laughs) And yeah, like the egg whites, the egg yolks, like how long you beat the eggs. It's, it's fascinating. Eggs are very versatile uh, things. They're a versatile group of molecules. I'll say that they (laughs) are very impressive at how they, those orcs, man, they've moved on past <laughs> like fighting for Sauron and they're doing some crazy stuff in the kitchen. So <laughs> props to them. All right. Well, Jason, do you want to try to take a stab at Jam's normal do- job and tell that back to me in your own words? About what eggs are? It's kind of a lot are. of pressure for, yeah, your first, for your first time on our show, but I, I believe in you because you have a history of podcasting about eggs. Thanks. Yeah. Very experienced. <laughs> All right. I'll take a crack at this, even though it feels a lot like um, I'm back in college. Uh, pop quiz. <laughs> take a crack at this. Did you yeah. Take a crack at it. Got me good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't even try with those buds. Um, I think that eggs are a dense group of proteins that are somehow also polymers which explains a lot of their um, interesting uh, 
makeup. And basically what happens when the egg is cooked is the long chain of orcs <clears throat> expands and <laughs> spreads out. And then they all kind of link arms together and stick together in this one cohesive thing. That is great. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was Ooh. great. I can take the rest of the day off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Very succinct. I liked it. I, I thought of a um, analogy maybe to add to that, even though we don't really need one. But that I thought, especially for anyone who maybe hasn't seen Lord of the Rings, that oh, I thought yeah. it might be at least a little bit relatable to all, all of us. But I feel like I'm amazed at how Jason summarized that so fast. A lot yeah, of the... He's, he's gunning for your job, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my explanations back are so lengthy and I'm hemming and hawing about like... If I'm getting this right and trying to think of a dumb analogy or whatever, but I definitely don't summarize it that well <laughs> normally. <laughs> I'm I'm generally pretty good about keeping things succinct in general, so it's not uh, it's not about my knowledge of chemistry at all. Actually, <laughs> so, I'm actually more afraid that I leave something out. Like, um, yeah, well, you missed something very important. Uh, good try, though. So, I was thinking that the as you're talking about the proteins being this like long string that is then tangled up and rolled up kind of in on itself. To me, that sounded like the most relatable thing I have in my life like that is cables. So you've got your chargers, you've got your phone charger, your computer charger, your you know, headphones, whatever else you got. And if you, uh, I think we'd all agree, the ideal situation is to have those each all wrapped up on their own in a way that is keeps it with itself. So if you have a little cable yep. tie or something that I think we'd all agree. Even if you don't all have time to do that, that is perfect scenario. Yeah. So imagine yeah. that you have a large uh, container full of individually wrapped up and clasped cables. Mm-hmm. You got some headphones in there. You've got some chargers for your phone. You got a, um, you know, computer charger. You've got extension cord in there for good measure. You know, just everything you can think of. And then imagine some way that you could just pump into that container, that storage container, some energy of some kind that just automatically unclasps all the cable ties and forces them all to unroll. And then you know how this happens when you go (laughs) look through your storage container of cables. They are all tangled into a mess that is not so unlike yeah the tangledness that sounds like the egg experience once their proteins stretch out i mean this that, is basically every person's christmas and holiday decorations experience when you go mm, get those mm, out of the attic truth eggs <laughs> are a lot like christmas lights <laughs> yeah they really are cuz if you have if you have all of those rolled up separately it's much easier to move and take it out and it's no problem but then when they're all interconnected it is one mass just like an Mm -hmm. egg white you know an Mm -hmm. egg white is all easy to move and very malleable and then when it becomes one tangled up mess it's very stuck in Mm -hmm. that shape that's a really good one the only thing i would change on yours jam would be they're probably all the same kind of cord so i think a bunch of christmas lights would be more accurate because it's the same protein i think over and over so but that was a good one both of those were really good i like that jams was a seasonal one 
<laughs> yeah. 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 And the organized among us are like, no, 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 I don't let that happen. I, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Eggs don't happen in my briefcase or backpack <laughs> because I keep my cables organized. <laughs> I think a lot of us are like, no, no, I pretty much always have some eggness happening in my bag. Oh, a hundred percent. Right now my headphones are tangled up with my computer charger. <laughs> it's brutal. But on my old computer, I had this really nice thing that would organize the cable. Oh, it was yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, that's everything I have for you guys today. You did a great job of summing that up. That was really fun. Thanks. Normally, we wrap it up by saying something happy about our week. But instead, I'm going to go fully cliche and do the same thing we did last year and instead talk about each of us share something that we're thankful for before we wrap it up. Nice. Okay, mom. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely the mom of this group. (laughs) Except, ironically, I'm the only one that doesn't have a child. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Before you jump in, I need to have a disclaimer about that. So my mom does ask this question at Thanksgiving every year and... uh, my wife hates it. <laughs> she's always like, she's kind of like a deep thinker. takes her a while to think about things. And so for her, it's like, um, she's like, Oh, I don't want to have these deep questions. And you know, after a, a big meal, plus I need time to think about this. And it's kind of like, you know, the yeah. whole combination of being put on the spot and stuff. You yeah, need to prep that. her on the drive down. <laughs> Yeah. To be thinking about it. I do. It she always knows it's coming. It's like, babe, they're going to ask the question. We gotta- <laughs> <laughs> Tell her to write it down on a note card so she yeah. can just pull it out and read it. <laughs> she stands up and she's like, what I'm thankful for is life. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> Well, Jason, do you want to start us off as, as someone who's well-practiced in answering this question? Sure. Yeah. Um, this year and maybe this week, I think I'm especially thankful for dental care. Uh, oh. I went to the dentist for the first one. time in probably a year because, you know, six months was like, you know, somewhere in March or something. So I couldn't go back then. So it's been a while. And just the fact that like we have that is really cool. Um, just the science behind good dental hygiene and how a lot of jobs do cover that is, mm-hmm. uh, is a gift. And for dentists that are knowledgeable is pretty cool. So. Yeah. So thank you for helping me keep all my teeth to all the dentists I've ever had. <laughs> That's great. That's a really good one. And lots of chemistry and dental dental care. So good job. Mm, I think that's a good one. I like that you had a specific one that wasn't something... I mean, we all have a lot of the same answers sometimes, I think. But I like that you had something on your mind that was like this week kind of thing. I feel like I'm going to have to go kind of the cheesy route. This is our first... Thanksgiving time, um, since having a kid. And so I think I just feel especially kind of reflective over, um, my kid is around five months old now and he, it's been flying by. And so I've been in a kind of reflective mood this, this week thinking about that and just feeling really thankful, but also like, Oh no, it's going by too fast. But I think my wife and I have just been really thankful to get to have him, he's great. We just feel so so gifted to get to be entrusted with this kid for a little while and that we just both get to spend a lot of time with him more than I think would be normal. I think a lot of people are working from home right now because of COVID, but both my wife and I, our schedules are kind of strange enough to where we both get to spend time with um, our son a lot. And so I, I've just been really feeling thankful for that. And I think that's something that I'll 
Um, as uncertain as many of life's things are, I think I'll always look back on this season of life and be glad that that, that our life was arranged this way, even if it's not this way forever. Um, and it's kind of cool to try to think of that in the moment. There's a lot of times I think we get to another stage of life and we look back and then realize that that stage yeah. was great, which is such yeah. a bummer. And so I'm trying to be like, okay, no, this stage is great and it might not always be this way. And so I'll try to pretend like in the future, looking back on this stage and be like, oh yeah, that was so nice. Yeah, so. that's a good thought process. Like trying to be present in the moment and really appreciate it while it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, and even though, even though it can kind of feel ordinary sometimes, it's, which makes it hard to realize that something's actually special. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, I think I'm going to go cheesy too because, you know, it's been a really hard year for me. And I mm-hmm. think you can easily say that for every single person, but it's just especially hard with my mom getting cancer. And it's basically been this entire calendar year has just been pretty hard. Yeah. And... The thing that made it not as awful as it could have been (laughs) was my friends, you know, just the idea that having really good friends can make really hard times less awful. And, Mm. And sometimes you can even laugh and experience joy in the midst of real pain and hardship. And even though sickness and death are, are somewhat ordinary in that a lot of people experience them. It can feel really like your world has changed forever. And I think having friends just really helped me remember what was good in life when things just felt really dark, you know, Mm. they they brought the light back in. There's a Harry Potter quote, I think that says happiness. What it's like light can be found. Oh, dang it. I can't remember it. Something about remembering to turn on the light. Mm. But I just think that's what my friends did for me over the past year was helped me remember to turn on the light and see the good in mm. in the world, even when things felt really dark and bad. So I think I'm going to say that that's my thing that I'm really thankful for that really impacted me over the last year was my friends just being present and bringing joy and being so good and kind to mm. me when they really went above and beyond when they didn't have to. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That's awesome. And we're really thankful for Jason coming and hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, thanks and for having me. We're also really thankful for our listeners. We're so thankful that we get to do this podcast, that we get to live, well, I get to live my science communication dreams. I'm not sure that Jam had science communication dreams before. <laughs> <laughs> But that we're getting to do the things that we love doing and that you guys are excited about it and learning about chemistry. It means so, so much to us. And we're just really thankful. And thank you, Melissa, for teaching Jason and I about the mystery of eggs. And this question was actually asked a while ago by listener Sam F., who is also an avid listener of Podcast for Your Life. And so it's kind of all come full circle. So ideas like this, questions like this, are so great and so please send us your questions and ideas something that you interact with every day you know eggs are so every day and they can kind of seem boring but sam f thought to ask but what chemistry is going on there and obviously (laughs) it's way more than meets the eye so 
Send us your questions or your thoughts um, at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Chem for Your Life. That's Chem, F-O-R, Your Life to share your thoughts and ideas. If you'd like to help us keep our show going and contribute to cover the costs of making it, pick up some of our merch at our merch store on bonfire.com slash store slash chem for your life. That's chem, F-O-R, your life. Or donate the cost of a cup of coffee on our Ko-Fi at ko-fi.com slash chem for your life. If you're not able to donate, you can still help us by subscribing on your favorite podcast app and rating and writing a review on Apple Podcasts. That also helps us to be able to share chemistry with even more people. This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jam Robinson, and we'd like to give a special thanks to our guest, Jason Kress. References for this episode can be found in our show notes or on our website. Jam Robinson is our producer, and we'd also like to give a special thanks to M. Quapple and A. Kiwasong, who reviewed this episode. This episode is dedicated to listener of both Chemistry for Your Life and Podcast for Your Life, Sam N., who had the idea for today's episode. Congratulations on getting married, Sam, and thanks for being an awesome friend and a consistent listener. Mm, amen. Amen.